Pastor Varun and Pastor Dala Hopperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. As you know, our core value is want to see our church as the house of prayer. I want to see next year and the year to come. We all be prayer warriors. We will pray more. I like to encourage all of you, husband and wife, every day. Maybe you can kneel down together and pray together in your house. Pray for your kids. Pray for your brother and sister in the same care group or in the same church. Pray for your unsaved loved ones. Pray for this nation. Pray for the nations. Pray for your leaders. Husband and wife, if you love one another, you pray more, you're going to see more result. I want to encourage all of you, don't spend too much time on the TV, on the movie, but spend more time in praying together. I'd like to encourage you, and I'm going to do too. I and Pastor Da going to pray more. Not only that, I'd like to encourage all the care group members, when you come together, you pray for one another. You join the hand together, pray in unity. You should be able to get involved in the prayer meeting in the church. We have two prayer groups on Saturday morning, one at PJ and Jason's house in the north, and another group happened here in the church on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. And we really enjoyed that prayer meeting. So I try not to miss that prayer meeting unless I get emergency call to the hospital. But we love to come together and pray because we believe that things can happen when we pray. Amen. Not only that, you should spend time praying to God more, spend time reading the Bible, sitting in the car instead of just uh, thinking about your business and worrying about your business, worrying about your kids and your household. Instead of worrying, you should pray more and just spend time with God and talking to God. One of the preachers say like this, it seems like God cannot do much on earth without the prayer of the saints. When we pray more, we will see more result. We will see more things happen in our life and in our nation, in our home. Amen. I love to pray all the time. I always depend on God. Prayer is a sign of depending on God. And when we pray, the benefits will fall on us. It's not on God Himself. God doesn't want any benefit from us. But God wants us to receive the benefit. And last time we learned that the benefit of praying to God or spending time with God is to know Him more. We can hear His voice. We can get His direction. And when we encounter the Holy God, then we will be more holy. We will repent of our sin. Today we'll continue to look at the Scripture together. What happened when we pray? I'd like to read in Exodus chapter 34, 29 to 30, talking about the life of Moses here. Exodus 34, 29 to 30. Now it was so, when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, and the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses' hand, when he came down from the mountain, that Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him. So when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. Verses 34 and 35 say, 
But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, you see, Moses was praying, talking to God. He would take the veil off until he came out, and he would come out and speak to the children of Israel whatever he had been commanded. And whenever the children of Israel saw the face of Moses, that the skins of Moses' face shone, then Moses would put the veil of his face again, and he went in to speak with him. Moses was a praying man. Moses spent time a lot face to face with God. He was a good leader. He prayed a lot. Good leaders are praying people. And you can see one thing. When you spend time with the Holy God, His holiness, His glory rubs on you. And you become more like Him. The more you spend time with God in reading the Bible, in praying, in communing with Him, the more you're going to become more like Him. Do you notice that you become more like the people you hang around with? I told you many times as a doctor, when my patients walk into my office, and when I look at the chart, you know, they always say, what religion? Some of them say atheist. Some of them say Baptist. Some of them say whatever, Christian or Jehovah Witness. And when I notice that they say they are Christians, after I talk to them for a while, I almost can tell what kind of church they come from. You know why? Because they are like what kind of people they hang around with. People would say the same way. They believe in the same way. They become like their friends. If you hang out with robbers, you're going to become robbers. If you hang out with selfish people, you're going to be selfish people too. If you hang out with money lovers, you're going to be people who talk about money all the time. But when you hang out with God, you become like God. Amen? So you become more and more like Him. And the glory of God will rub upon you. When the glory of the Lord rub upon you, wherever you go, the glory of the Lord will shine out from you. People will see Jesus in you. People will want to know Jesus on the inside of you. The more you pray, the more you spend time with God, the more of His perfection and His glory will come upon you, rub on you, fill you up, and you become more like Him. You become more loving, more patient, less angry, less self-centered, less religious. You think about other people's benefit more than your own benefit. You begin to forgive people more. You begin to have the mind of Christ. You think like Him. You respond to the situation like Him. You will do what Jesus did because you hang out with God a lot. I pray that you all will become more like Him and you need to spend more time with Him. This coming year, year 2009, I'd like to encourage all of you to pray more, spending time more with God. Amen. I believe that one of the, the hardest things in the world that we will do is to spend time with God because we are living in a very busy, busy, busy world. We have so many things to do in life, especially today. I remember many years ago when I traveled, I have only one briefcase and a few papers to read. Now when I travel, I have iPod, iPhone, and MP3, and computer, and a lot of stuff in my briefcase now, it's getting heavy and heavy all the time. So there's so many things to do. Uh, check the iPhone, check the weather, and check the email, and check the website, Google. When the son asks the father, uh, what does this mean? Yeah, Google it, Google it. 
So we spend time Google and eventually don't have time to pray because we have so many things to do through the internet and through the email and Facebook. Some of us check Facebook almost every 15 minutes and seeing something happen, new picture come out. Oh, nice picture. And then just type a little bit. And I do it too. I check Facebook all the time. <laughs> I, I notice we're all busy. By the time we finish checking Facebook, we're tired and want to go to bed. I just did it yesterday. I checked Facebook after a while. I said, ah, I need to lay on the couch. I'm so tired. And when I wake up, I say, I don't pray enough. I need to pray more. Amen. We are getting busier and busier with the stuff in our life. Amen. So we need to be disciplined. And we need to spend time with God. We need to remember that praying and spending time with God is priority. We need to be around Him and spending time with Him. Amen. To become like Him. Have same character and attribute like Him. Can you imagine if the whole world, people in the whole world are like Christ? This world is going to be a happy place to live in. Amen. I boast to the guests on Wednesday night on the 24th December banquet. I invite a couple guests to that banquet. And I boast to them that if you come to our church, you don't have to worry that you will be in trouble because we have good people in this church. They love you. They don't gossip about you. They are good people. They are like Christ. I boast about all of you. Amen. And I believe you are like Christ because you love to pray in this church. You love to spend time with God. Amen. So how many people want to walk around the city and have your face shining the glory of God like Moses? Raise your hand up. When you walk into your employer office, you walk into your boss office, your employer look at you, the glory of God shine upon your face, and he say, I need to give you a raise. <laughs> the glory of God hit his heart and say, I need to give you five more dollars an hour. Amen. Or maybe the, he will give you promotion or something. You know, the glory of the Lord also come with the favor of God. Do you notice that when the glory of the Lord is with Obed-Edom in the Old Testament, the Bible says God blessed that house for three months because they welcomed the glory of the Lord. We need to be the carrier of the glory of the Lord, the presence of God, and act like God, be like God, have the same attitude like God. And everywhere we go, we're going to find the favor from God. When God is with us, the favor of God comes with us. Amen. It's exciting to do that. Amen. Let's look at another scripture talking about the benefit of prayer. Look at Numbers chapter 11, verses 16 to 17. Talk about Moses again in this scripture. So the Lord said to Moses, 16 and 17, Numbers 11, Gather to me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people and officers over them, Bring them to the tabernacle of meeting, that they may stand there with you. Then I will come down and talk with you there. I will take the spirit that is upon you, and will put the same upon them. And they shall bear the burden, everyone say burden, of the people with you, that you may not bear it yourself alone. If you read the whole passage, the whole chapter of Numbers 11, you can see that Moses was talking to God, he had fellowship with God. While he was praying, something happened on the inside of them. If you learn about the life of Moses, you remember that at the beginning, he did not want to take care of God's people. He said, I'm not a 
man who speak very well. Oh, don't put all this burden on me. I did not conceive them. I did not beget them. They are not my children. Why you put me to take care of these people? He was complaining to God that God, you put too much burden on me. But after he spent time with God for a while, the burden or the heartbeat of God become his heartbeat. He begin to love God's people, and he begin to have the same burden as God's burden. We should connect our heartbeat with God's heartbeat. When we spend time with God, we will begin to have the same burden as God. What is the burden of God? The burden of God is soul. He wants to see more souls saved. He wants to see soul that come in get set free from demonic power. He wants the soul to grow up and prosper on the inside. He wants to see every family, the husband and wife, love one another. He wants to see their children to the thousand of generation grow up to become mature men and women of God. The burden of God is to bless God's people, to bless people, to save soul. I have a chance to minister to a couple this weekend. They are new believers. I operated on the husband many years ago. In fact, I shared with the wife last night that he was dying. And he was to the point that he was in the bed for many months, throw up and could not eat. And the MRI scan did not show anything wrong. I mean, I took out a few tumors already from his brain. At one point, he was dying, and the MRI did not show anything. When I put the films up, the Holy Spirit spoke to me that he has a tumor that is a cyst that looked like the water in the brain. And that cyst was sitting in the area that contained the water of the brain. So when you look at the MRI, you did not see the cyst because it's in the water of the brain. But obstruct, it obstructs the flow of the water in the brain. So God spoke to me. I could not prove it unless I explore the brain. So I explore and took the, that cyst out, and he survived. This happened 10 years ago. And now both of them got saved. So I ministered to them. And I told them, brother and sister, one thing that God wants you to do is to stop living for yourself, but have the burden of God and live for other people. Last night, I went to visit them. And the wife told me, Pastor Lau, we decided we are not going to be selfish anymore. In the past 30, 40 years of our life, since we work and own a business, we have been living selfishly. We live for ourselves. But from now on, we want to live for God. I impart the burden in my heart because I have the burden for God that I want to live my life for God's people. And I impart that burden upon them and they begin to catch it. Have the burden to live for the kingdom of God. The heartbeat of God just poop, 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 poop on the inside of me. And I want to impart that burden to you. And the more you spend time with God, the more you're going to have the burden of God on the inside of you. And I want to tell you one thing. There is nothing more fulfilling than to live for God. You can have millions of dollars in the bank. You can have a big home, nice home, nice car, five cars, five four-wheel drive, all-wheel drive. You can have a big mansion. You can have big business and money keep coming in and coming in. You can have five vacation homes everywhere in Oahu, in 
Whistler, you can have all these things, but you shall not be fulfilled until you leave for the burden of God. There's nothing more fulfilled than to live for the purpose of God. And if you spend time more with God, everything in your life will be different. You begin to live for God. That's what happened to Paul. When Paul met Jesus at the road of Damascus, he was talking to God. He encountered God. After that day, he became a new man. The Bible says in Acts chapter 26, verses 16 to 18, after Paul met Jesus and communed with Jesus and spent time with Jesus, look at what happened. But rise and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness both for the things which you have seen and out of the things which I yet reveal to you. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Paul was a persecutor. He killed Christians. He burned the church. He persecuted people. But after he spent time with Jesus... In that period of time, he became a new man. The burden of God fell upon him. I pray that you will spend time more with God and you will begin to live for God. When you breathe in, Jesus, when you breathe out, the kingdom of God, you wake up in the morning, you open your eyes, God's kingdom, the church, His people. What can I do to live my life, to help His people to grow? to get more people safe in this world. Amen. That's how Pastor Dan and I live. Every single day we wake up. Before we go to bed, we think about the kingdom of God. The burden of God just burns on the inside of us. Yesterday, I have a chance to just take my kids to this run close to my home. They want to eat something. Three kids. Pastor Kenny, son, and also Kun San's son, they all came to my house. I took them out for dinner. And by the human being, I calculate. If I take them to the restaurant close to me, I will pay gas maybe only $1. But on the way out, I call a restaurant owner because I want to reach out to them. I want them to become Christian and come to know Christ. And I have to drive up about altogether back and forth about 40 miles to get to that restaurant. And I turn around and say, Paul, do you mind I take you far away to eat dinner? He said, I don't mind. And I told them, because I want to reach out to these people. And my son said, yes, go for it. I want to impart that spirit. That money to pay gas is not as important as the soul of this couple that will come to know the Lord. Amen. When the kingdom of God, when the burden of God burned on the inside of you, you don't calculate how much gas you're going to spend anymore. How much money you're going to spend for God. Because that is more important than you're going to save money on the gas. The soul that needs to go to heaven is more important than a little bit of money. God can give me 10 times of that gas price. Amen. Hallelujah. If you are willing and obedient, God said, you will eat the good and the best of the land. Are you willing to live for the kingdom of God? Are you willing to pay the price to make the burden of God fulfill on earth here? And then you will eat the good of the land. 
Everyone say, if I am willing and obedient, I will eat the good of the land. Isaiah 119. Amen. Hallelujah. So everyone say, burden of God. The more you spend time with God, the more you're going to be like Him, and you're going to have more burden like Him. And that is wonderful. That is holy. That is honorable. And that is glorious to live your life with the burden of God. Not only that, the more you spend time in prayer, the more faith you will have. Do you know that faith can grow? Do you know that it's so important to have more faith? Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. And as years go by, we need to grow in our faith. If you study about the life of Abraham carefully, you will find out that Abraham did not have much faith at the beginning. But as he gets older, he had more faith. Why he had more faith? Because he spend more time with God, and he had more experience with God. When you pray, you need to pray by faith. Is that right? And maybe you have a little bit of faith here, and you pray, and God answer you. And when you have that experience of answering a prayer, what happened? Faith rise up more. Then you pray more, and you use that a little bit of faith you have, more faith. Then you get the answer. Then you have more faith. So as you pray more and you exercise your faith more, then the faith will grow more. And eventually you can move the mountain. You can pray for sickness to go away. You can pray for miracle to happen in your life because you have more faith. Prayer will build your faith. The more you pray, the more faith you exercise, the more experience you have, and then the more faith you will get. That's why every time Jesus wants to answer somebody, He asks the question, do you have faith? In Matthew chapter 9, Jesus said, According to your faith, let it be to you. In order to get something from God, we need to have faith. Amen? Everything in our life that we want to receive from God, we receive by faith. So the more you pray, the more you have faith. I remember many years ago in 1987 or 1986, my boss told me at University of Washington that next year, you can work here one more year, but you will have no salary. And I saw the contract, zero salary. I saw the letter, zero. So I signed it, and I know that God is going to feed me. When I came home, I told Pastor Da, Da, next year we have no salary. We have to work for free for University of Washington. Pastor Da said, don't worry, God will take care of us. We pray together. Five days later, another resident who went to Japan to do research quarreled with my boss, and he just quit. He just resigned. He thought that my boss would have to beg him to come back because he did not have anyone else. But my boss had me under the table, working for him for free. So when that guy left, my boss turned around and said, Mom, my nickname, you got the salary this year because that guy left. Our budget come up now for you. Praise the Lord. After that experience, I never have doubt anymore that God is my provider. I never have doubt anymore that God will feed me every single year and I will never lack anything in my life. Because we pray, we have faith, and we experience the provision of God. Amen? You can see here that God is so good. The more you pray, 
the more you have faith. Amen. Not only have faith, the more you pray, you're going to have peace and joy. You will be shocked if you find out that lots of people in this society are taking antidepressant. It's true. A lot of people taking Zoloft, Amitriptyline, Nortriptyline, Prozac. And even Christians are taking Prozac all over the place. A lot of people are depressed. They have no peace. They have no joy. It's hard for them to smile. Why? Because they don't know their God and they don't pray enough. If you are people of prayer, you're going to have more peace. You don't need to take Prozac. You don't need to take Solov or Trazodone. You don't need to spend money on those medications. You're going to be happy people, peaceful people. Jesus said like this in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Can you wake up every day and still rest in your soul? And trust God that God will take care of you. Or you wake up and inside you just like a turmoil, burning. Oh, you're going to have enough money to pay bills. Oh, what's going to happen to my kids? What's going to happen to my husband? What's going to happen to my wife? You just worry and worry and worry and no peace and no joy. You cannot even smile when you face people. And your kids look at you. Oh, my dad, he looks so sad all the time. Then your kids get into trouble too because he or she see that you are not happy people. We need to have peace. We can put the burden on the lap of Jesus Christ on the Lord in prayer. And then we can have peace and we don't need to worry about anything. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7 say, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. You need to thank God too after you pray. Okay, it's a sign of faith. Let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This is a prescription of God that you don't need to depend on Solov and Trazodone and Valium and also Sanex. You can have peace all the days of your life. You don't need to lose sleep. You can sleep well every night. In Isaiah 26 verse 3, the Bible says, You, mean God, will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because He trusts in you. If our mind stay on God, pray all the time, talking to God, depending on God, and trust God all the time, God is going to make us to have peace. Amen. That is the promise of God. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. Everyone say peace. When people see Christian, they should see peace on your face. They should see your joy. Next year, I plan to teach more about joy. I have this sermon for many years already, but God told me that I should preach that in early year 2009. I want to see that this church is a joyful church, that people are laughing and happy. Amen? Joyful people, not looking sad, not having a long face, look depressed, look very burdened all the time, look so sad. But we should look very happy, Look very peaceful. Amen. Full of joy. When we fellowship with God, we're going to have more joy. John 16, 24 say, 
until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. Amen. Hallelujah. I remember many years ago when the psychologist told me and Pastor Da that we are sorry, your son will not be able to read. He's going to have to depend on the welfare. He cannot go to school. He cannot talk because we give him diagnosis. Autism, you need to apply welfare for him. This happened many years ago. When that psychologist told us, we did not go back to him anyway because I don't like that kind of report. We quit after that day. After he told us, outside, I just smile. But on the inside, no. My son is going to read. My son is going to finish school. He's going to work. He's going to have a job. He's not going to depend on welfare. He's going to get married. He's going to have a good godly wife. He's going to take care of himself. And after that day, we pray. We pray. We lay hand on him when he go to bed. We lay hand on Paul and say, Paul, you're going to be a preacher. You're going to serve God. We pray for Paul every single day. And now he reads. Now he goes to school. He even wake up before us. <laughs> he has to go to school at 7.30. By 6.30, every morning he woke up before us and he came down to our bedroom and knocked the door and said, I'm ready to go to school. He dressed up himself. He's responsible for his homework. He read. He's getting better. He is socialized now. He's getting better. He even told us that he want to work for Microsoft <laughs> because he like to play game. He like to be a game tester. Now I'm serious. So he is looking forward to, to work and to drive. He said, when are you going to buy a car for me? <laughs> That's a big question. I think let's talk about that later on. <laughs> oh man. You see, God answered a prayer and we can have joy. We rejoice in the answer of prayer for our kid. Because we are people of prayer. We believe. Amen? And when we pray, not only that, we will have peace and joy, we have strength. How many people sometimes feel tired? You feel like you have no energy to go on with your life. The Bible says clearly in Psalm chapter 138, verse 3. Psalm 138, verse 3. In the day when I cried out, you answered me. And make me bold with strength in my soul. Isaiah 40 verse 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. When you pray, God will give you supernatural strength to handle problems in your life. To handle your difficult employer. To handle the difficulty in your family. God will give you strength to handle the difficult ministry to anything, the snow, anything. Amen. The difficult road that you have to drive on, that hill that you need to go up with the chain in your car. God will give you strength to handle everything. Amen. Because you pray and God answer you. You're going to look younger. 
you will not look tired, look very old and very weak all the time. You're gonna look handsome, look beautiful and young and full of strength, bonus. And everywhere you go, people look at you and say, "Wow, why you look younger than age? Why you look so strong?" Because you are praying people. You spend time with God. Amen. Do you see the benefit of prayer here that I've been talking about? You see the power of God moving. Amen. We see the power of God moving in our life when we pray more. It's amazing, the power of prayer. Ten days ago, we prayed for protection of our church for the riding and the snow because we have slippery road everywhere. And I remember I prayed for Pasada driving that day because I have to leave early and she needs to send Joy to work at Bellevue Mall. And driving in the hill at Northeast 8 is not easy. So when I was driving to work to Evergreen Hospital, I was praying to God, God protect Pastor Da and Joy that day that they will not get into car accident. And she was driving down the hill at Northeast 8. Suddenly the car started to like this on the icy road. One side is a bus, the other side is another car. And her car started to go into that car. <laughs> I did not know until the end of the day. And she thought, this is it. Gonna hit that car because she could not stop her car on that hill. And God answered the prayer. Suddenly, two men jumped out of the walking way and pushed her car away from that car. I don't know how these two men show up. He just come in and pushed the car out and she was saved. Amen. <laughs> I don't know how this happened, but God sent them to just be there at the right time, at the right place, and at the right minute to push the car out of that car. And you know what happened? Joy called the workplace and said, I'm sorry, I'm not coming. My mom going to go home. She's not going to drive to Bellevue Mall today. <laughs> so she got back home. Amen. So husband, we need to pray for the protection of our kids and our wife all the time. Amen. We need to pray for the protection of our members. In the past many days, I pray every single day for our members to be protected on the freeway and on the uh, road because of the snow condition. Amen. Being prayerful people. Amen. Praying people. And you will see the miracles and the power of God working in your life. So I want to encourage all of you from now on, pray more. Pray all the time. You don't need to... Be in the prayer meeting to pray. You can sit down at work and pray. You can drive and pray. While you're cooking, you can pray. You can pray for people. You can pray for yourself. You can pray for the soul to come into I believe God promised me that if we pray more, we're going to see great things in this church more and more in the future. Amen? Hallelujah. How many people promise God that you will pray more? Amen. Pray for yourself. Pray for your loved ones. Pray for the lost. Pray for one another, the job, God will protect the job for our members. I pray lately for the protection of the job in this church, that no one going to lose their job or be unemployed. Amen. Pray for protection. Pray for maturity, that we will grow up more. Pray that we will know more of God. Pray that we will love God more. Amen. Pray for one another all the time. Amen. Pray for churches that we also planted as well. Pray for them that they will grow more. That God's grace is going to be upon their life. Amen. 
praise the name of the Lord. Why don't we pray right now together? Why don't we stand up and pray for our loved ones? Pray for the church. Amen. Pray for this nation. Hallelujah. Why don't we lift up our hand to heaven and pray together? Father in heaven, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us about prayer. We thank you, Lord, for the benefits of prayer. Today we pray together in unity, for the unity and peace and love and joy and prosperity and success in every home and family in this church. We pray, Father, that you use us in your 2009 to bring many souls into the kingdom of God. We pray, Father, that you will increase the anointing in our life. You shall give us more wisdom, more grace and more favor. We pray, Father, that our children in this church will love you and serve you and follow Jesus all the days of their life. Father, we pray for the protection of jobs in this house. No one will lose that job. If they are in the job that is not your will, you will give them a new job, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray for the single in this church that they will find the right spouse that you prepare for them. They will marry a godly man or godly woman, Father. We thank you, Father. We pray, Lord, that you will keep us healthy, prosper, keep us strong all the days of our life. We will know Christ more and more each day. We will know you more and we will be fruitful people, Father. Fill this house, Father, with souls, Father. We pray, Father, that the team that's going to go to North Seattle will be able to build a glorious biblical church in the North Seattle area. We pray, Father, that all of us will love one another. All of us will forgive one another. We will be a loving, joyful, faithful church that you are pleased with, Father. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206-275-1042 or visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address, New Hope International Church, 9170 Southeast 64th Street, Mercer Island, Washington, 98040. Thank you very much.